Um. To get up and get going, South Coast, it's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang, it's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in. Hour number two of the program here on Friday morning, 508-996-0500 is the number to call in and chime in. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Hey, morning. Morning. Hey, um, if, you, if you wanted to sway the stock market, what would you do to get their ear? Well, I know that uh, national crises often get their attention, but I wouldn't want to go that far. Well, I'm seeing a crisis looming, and uh, it, it can only be, if you look in, in the history of agriculture and Wall Street, the Wall Street guys like to play games with the money, but the farmers have to have a steady uh, uh, control group, right? No floods, blights, plagues, droughts. Uh, they're bad, right? Now, Wall Street loves to gamble on whether there's a blood, uh, you know, flood, drought, uh, you know, sleet and snow uh, uh, in a crop. The uh, Wall Street gambles on the stability of the food system. And when you look at the food system today, we've been so deluged with heavy windstorms, rainstorms, topsoil is like washed out to the ocean. And, and uh, the idea, we better start protecting it quick and uh, getting in touch with Wall Street to make sure they're not going to make it worse. Because we need some stability in the money so that this stuff can get cleaned up. And Wall Street likes to gamble and take the profits and party with it. And uh, so, you know, it's been an issue of this for a friggin' thousand years, I bet. But this is now even worse. Like Ukraine, you know, is, uh, what do they say, 25% of the world's topsoil is in Ukraine. And this has gotten to be a war that can't be stopped. I mean, what kind of insanity is that? So, uh the idea that humans would allow 25% of the topsoil to be totally poisoned in a matter of a couple of years and uh, in something that could have been stopped and, uh, and they didn't. So it's, uh, I, you know, food is a huge issue right now and Wall Street better start uh, looking at self-preservation rather than uh, gambling with the life rafts. Yeah, good, very good point. Well, thank you for the call. Sure. You have a good day. If um, if you want to call in, 508-996-0500, you can call in and react to that. And certainly, you know, I mean, it, it, Wall Street wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the the gamble aspect of it, right? If everything was a sure bet, what would you need the stock market for? So it, it does feel, it always has kind of felt strange when you are, dealing with something like that where it's the one thing that we need to survive 
that the stock market would have any kind of say in. You know? They really don't dictate the air that we breathe. They really don't dictate the water that we drink. But to have that much sway over the food that we eat. And although, you know, you'll, you'll get people that will tell you things like that that have been around forever are your safe bets. You know, you want to talk about those kind of things? Talk to a person who has followed the market for a long time and, and see what they say. See, see what they suggest. My son told me he recently got into the stock market. And, and you know, just minor low-level stuff, just kind of learning and figuring it all out. And he was like, yeah, Dad, I don't know how people just do this all day, though. Like, it would just drive me crazy watching everything change so frequently and having to worry about everything that's in my portfolio and moving it around. But, but for people that get good at it, it's not a matter of reacting to what's going on that day. It's being able to, to see what's happening weeks, months, years in advance. It's too, it's too stressful for me, though. I don't like gambling. And so, therefore, I really don't like the stock market because, to me, it's the same idea. And I'm not, I'm not saying that it's little, little gambling. I mean, it, to me, it's the same. I experience it the same way. The same anxiety. So I just stay away from it all. I have a couple of hundred bucks sitting in a sports betting app from when sports betting first became legal. And they gave you whatever it was, like $200 in free bets. And I signed up and I won some money and then I lost some money. And then I was like, I'm just going to leave this sitting there in case I want to bet on something later on. And I haven't done anything with it since last basketball season. I think uh, the playoffs, the NBA playoffs was the last thing that I bet on. So there's some interesting news. Let's shift this to one of my favorite things to talk about as we're talking about food. Let's shift this to one of my favorite types of food, South Shore Bar Pizza. And there's some interesting news. Gazelle over at Fun 107 has this article. If we don't have it at WBSM.com, I'll make sure that we do. Uh, But there's going to be a new option for having some bar-style pizza. And it starts tonight. The Nook in Fairhaven is going to be offering... Bar-style pizza. They're going to have simple choices. Cheese, pepperoni, and linguisa for now. But those will be the three choices. It's not going to be available for dine-in. you got to take it out. But it's going to tie into the kind of the legacy of a former Fairhaven pizza spot. So if you are a fan of bar-style pizza, I'm sorry, it's Sunday, not tonight, Sunday. Sunday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., they'll be serving up those pizzas, $13 for cheese, $15 for pepperoni, $15 for linguisa, at the Nook on Washington Street in Fairhaven. All the details are there at, well, fun107.com for sure, but I'll make sure we get it up on wbsm.com too because I know so many of you are fans of that style of pizza. 
and we're going to get to try some here, and I will report back and let you know what I think. But we are, we are lucky that there are a number of spots here in the city and around the city that are adopting this style of pizza and expanding those offerings. If you've never had South Shore Bar Pizza... This, this, from what I was reading from the Nook's planned recipe, they had a, a lengthy post about it last night. They're not exactly the South Shore Bar Pizza recipe. That would require more cheddar than mozzarella in the blend. And in some cases, no mozzarella at all, depending on the location. But it seems like they're doing a 75 mozzarella, 25 cheddar blend. So it won't be as sharp as, as the, the bar pizza, the South Shore bar pizza. But it looks beautiful, looks delicious. It's going to have the laced edges and everything. So looking forward to trying that. And uh, But we've been lucky to get a few different locations. Um, I've had it over at the Dipper Cafe uh, on a couple of occasions. That's a very, very good South Shore bar pizza. I haven't gotten over yet to Poor Farm and tried theirs yet, but I will. And it's just becoming something that people are jumping on because it is popular and people love it and say, well, why travel all the way to Randolph or Brockton or Easton or these other places when we could make it right here? But nobody's jumping on those North Shore beefs. We've got a few places that do it. But why hasn't that become more prominent? Why is it so hard to get a three-way I'm telling you, I, I do not want to be back in the restaurant business. I have no desire to do that again. My brother was telling me yesterday he constantly thinks about getting a food truck. And we, we talked years and years and years and years ago, before the big food truck explosion, about getting one and serving just grilled cheese. Now I think if I got a food truck, I would need all the equipment that I would need to make just three-way North Shore beef sandwiches. Just a, a food truck that drives around with a slicer or a refrigerator. Need a flat-top grill to toast up those onion bulkies. And then I'd just be serving up cheese on the bottom. Big pile of very thinly sliced, perfectly peppered beef. Douse that bad boy in James River barbecue sauce and throw some mayonnaise on it. There's your three-way. And I would, I would stack that beef up. But I guess nobody down here wants to jump on that. Like I said, there's a few places that do. I would think that if it's that popular up in the North Shore where there's North Shore beef places on every corner, we could at least have five or six down this way. Restaurateurs, if you're looking for the next concept, it's that. Trust me. It's North Shore beef. Talk to me. I'll help you with quality control. Anyway, 508-996-0500. One thing we will be getting down in this area as announced by the city of New Bedford yesterday, and you can read about it at WBSM.com and on the app, is uh, a Herman Melville statue. And if any of you artists out there want to submit proposals for that, all the information is 
in the story on the website and on the app so that you can read about where to send your designs and what the dates are and the deadlines for submitting everything. But they're, they're looking for everything to come in by sometime in February. So that means they're probably thinking that they want to get this done sooner rather than later. I don't know how long it takes to make a statue. I don't know how long it takes to erect a statue. I know the Frederick Douglass statue was kind of a long time in the making. But is it possible that by next year's Moby Dick Marathon, this weekend in 2025, that they unveil a new statue? Or maybe in 2026? And what should that look like? Should it incorporate a what you know what that would it would be fantastic. They don't they're, they're, there's no space down there. Not enough space for this. But wouldn't you love to see a replica sized blue whale bronze statue? That'd be a lot of bronze. That'd be a fortune in bronze. But see that with like Herman Melville standing next to it with a pen. All right, maybe maybe we can do it to scale. Maybe we can have a scale version of that. Maybe Melville is like a one-to-one ratio, but the, the whale is scaled down a little bit more. One-fiftieth one of what he would normally be. Because if you've ever been into the whaling museum and seen the whale skeleton there, you say, those things were huge. And that's not, that's not Moby Dick. Moby Dick was even bigger than that. But I think that, you know, as I was saying in the, in the first hour, you're showing a commitment to the arts. And I think that at a time when the Star Store campus closing has some concern about New Bedford's commitment to the arts, and it shouldn't because what UMass Dartmouth is doing doesn't reflect what the city believes. But this is a way to kind of show that this is a city that fosters and supports and recognizes creativity. And I think that's a good thing. Again, it'll be built with a mixture of public and private funds. There'll be more details coming up about how they're going to be funding all that. But for now, you can read what's out there at WBSM.com and on the app. And hopefully some of you out there are artists that are going to submit because I would love to see it done by a local artisan. A local person who could create that and make that and have that be an everlasting symbol of creativity here in New Bedford. 508-996-0500. I'm going to take a break here. We'll be back in a few moments.
And remember, if you are listening to us in your car, you can hear us on 1420 AM and on 99.5 FM. If you haven't checked out the FM broadcast, I highly recommend it. It's uh, it's really great. Sounds incredible. It's how I listen all the time. Uh, so you can listen to us on 1420 AM and 99.5 FM. And if you're going to be in an area where you don't have signal, you can always listen to us at WBSM.com on the Listen Live option. Or the easiest way is by streaming us on the WBSM app. You can download it from your app store for free. It's brought to you by South Coast Towing. And not only does it have our live stream and our podcasts, it has all of our great content, all of our stories, breaking news alerts, live traffic and weather information, special contests. It's definitely worth downloading. And of course, you can send us those app chat messages. You can send us those open line voicemail messages. You can send us audio and video. Maybe you're out and about and you... uh capture some footage of a crash or a fire or something, you can send that on over. Or maybe maybe you would just take a beautiful photo and you want to share it with us and say, hey, maybe you guys want to put this up on your Facebook or Instagram. You can do that as well. It's all easily done through the WBSM app. Again, brought to you by our friends at South Coast Towing. If you can't get it from your app store, if you have trouble finding it or downloading it or whatever, you can always go to WBSM.com and click on the Listen tab. And there's a link there to be able to have it sent right to your phone. And if that still fails, just email me, Tim, at WBSM.com, and I will send you that direct link. You know, when you email me, just tell me what kind of device you have. That'll be helpful. And then I will send you the direct link to be able to download the app onto your device, whether it be your phone, whether it be your tablet, your iPad, whatever it may be. All right, let's go now into the newsroom and get all the headlines of the day from Ariel Dorsey. President Biden will hold a campaign event today marking the third anniversary anniversary of the Capitol attack. The White House says Biden will argue that democracy is on the line in this year's presidential election as he heads toward a likely rematch against Donald Trump. Israel is announcing its plans for the future of Gaza once the war is over. Defense Minister Yov Gallant on Thursday outlined proposals for the future governance of Gaza and said Palestinian bodies will be in charge with the condition that there will be no hostile actions or threats against the state of Israel. An evacuation order went out for a South Korean island after North Korea fired more than 200 rounds of artillery shells near the coast. The island is about 540 miles west of Seoul. South Korea's Joint Chiefs of Staff said the shelling Friday morning didn't cause any damage or injuries, but that the act raises tensions. A Florida member of the militant group Proud Boys was sentenced to 10 years in prison Thursday. Christopher Worrell was found guilty in May of using pepper spray on police officers during the Capitol attack. During his trial, Worrell showed no remorse for what he did in the attack. A new study says about 17,000 people might have died after taking hydroxychloroquine during the first wave of COVID-19. French researchers found that the anti-malaria drug was prescribed to some hospitalized patients early in the pandemic, despite the absence of evidence documenting its clinical benefits. 
A letter was recently delivered to a family in Illinois 80 years after it was written. The letter was originally penned in 1943 to, to Lois and Lavina George in the city of Decal. It was lost in the mail for decades until an unnamed postal worker tracked down the only two surviving members of the George family and delivered it to them. In sports, the Celtics head coach Joe Mazzulla was named the Eastern Conference coach of the month for December. This is the second time Mazzulla has been given the honor. The Celtics will host the Utah Jazz tonight at TD Garden. According to the Boston Herald, owner Robert Kraft and head coach Bill Belichick were split on the decision to remove Matt Patricia as Patriots' offensive coordinator. Patricia was responsible for coaching New England's offensive line in 2022, but also handled play-calling duties. The Pats are last in the AFC East at 4-12 and and will host the New York Jets in Sunday afternoon's season finale. And the Penguins snapped the Bruins' four-game winning streak with a 6-5 victory at TD Garden. Boston leads the Atlantic Division and will host the Tampa Bay Lightning tomorrow night. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Good to be with you, everybody, on this Friday morning. It's cold. Bundle up. The temperature feels like in the single digits for many under mostly clear skies. This afternoon, sunny, mid-30s, mostly clear. In 21 overnight tonight, tomorrow, increasing clouds, temperatures in the upper 30s. As we await the winter storm, we are now under a watch. Uncertainty, exact track, intensity, we could be seeing from 6 to 12 inches of snow along some areas. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast from the ABC6 Weather Center. I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station WBSM and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. Welcome back in 508-996-0500. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, Phil. I just wanted to know if you had any more um, updates as far as the snowstorm, if anything new has come out since I talked to you yesterday. It seems like the latest uh, predictions that I've been seeing have it at, um, you know, we're in the one to three inch range for the storm here here in New Bedford well, that, and that, South Coast. That's not bad. No, not at all. It's what wouldn't even be plowed. I just heard the weather in WSM on your we want to you to pick up the line. They said six to ten. Yeah, some some areas certainly will. And when um, Ceci Del Carmen puts out the forecast, she's giving us a forecast that covers like all of Rhode Island and southeastern Massachusetts. And there will be parts of you know that that area that might get that kind of you know some of the uh, northwest Rhode Island and you know like out in the Franklin and Foxborough areas maybe. But here they're looking at one to three inches. Okay, Tim. Thank you. No problem. Have a good day. And again, that can change. That that can always change. But that's what we're at right now uh, based on. And I was checking during the news um, and during commercial breaks, many different outlets. So in, a, in addition to like AccuWeather, Weather Channel, uh, th- those services, I was also looking at like Channel 5, Channel 25, Channel 12, Channel 6, like seeing whatever, kind of getting a, a rough idea. And, and pretty much everybody has the south coast in the one to three inch range. But there's also some talk that the, sh- the storm could shift a little bit north. And depending on how far north it shifts, 
we could actually end up in the, you know, the mostly rain range. If it shifts a little bit south, we could be looking at, you know, three to six inches. So, again, it's still kind of early to be certain about what it'll be. But that seems to be the current prediction from just about everybody is that we are looking at one to three inches. And it would be um, about an inch, a little under an inch on Saturday night. And then a little under an inch on Sunday in the morning. And that by Sunday afternoon, things should clear up. And then everybody would be able to be shoveled out, plowed out, whatever it might take uh, by Monday morning. So if you are someone who is concerned about where you're going to park and all that, I don't, I don't even know that it would be enough to have a parking ban here, but we'll, we'll stay, we'll keep an eye out. And if anything happens, of course, we will have the latest info for you. But it looks like we'll, we'll dodge a bullet with this one. We'll see what happens later on in the season. There is another storm on the horizon for next week, middle of next week, but they're saying that that will be a rainstorm. But again, we'll also keep an eye on that as well. 508-996-0500. I was talking before about the the story we have at WBSM.com and on the app about the um, plan for a Herman Melville statue to be erected in the historic district of New Bedford to signify his connection to the city with the writing of Moby Dick, his time spent in New Bedford inspiring that. Uh, his trip, his whaling journey, inspiring that. So the um, the suggestion, well, what they're looking for is they're looking for people who can design that statue. And they want you to submit your design plans, your budget, all that information. And the story has all that info in there. But RJ says, don't make it a bronze statue. Make it white marble or some kind of white stone. And then he says, I think it would be pretty wild to commission the BCC art department to do this. Yeah. I mean, they're the, they're, they're who's left downtown, I guess, BCC now that UMass has moved out. But I think that, um, there are a lot of great artists in this area and it would be fantastic to see one of them be the person who designs this. Be even better if it was a, a star store student, somebody who would have been downtown working on this, but now they're stuck at bed, bath and beyond or on the Dartmouth campus crafting a Herman Melville statue that will have to then be moved downtown. But I, I like it. I'm a fan of it. I like the idea of having statues, you know, for the right purposes. A statue is a pretty significant thing to put up. So you've got to have it be some, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like there has to be a level of deservedness if that makes sense. Like, does Philadelphia really need a Rocky statue at the top of the stairs? Probably not. But does everybody go and look at that Rocky statue? When they go there, does everybody, they were running up the stairs anyway. So I think it's, I think it's good to have a statue of Rocky. And again, it's not Sylvester Stallone, it's Rocky. It's the fictional character. At the top of those stairs. But like, by the same token, I wouldn't want Georgetown to build a statue of Father Karras, the bottom, was it Father, whoever went out the window in the Exodus, why am I blanking on it? Uh, yeah, 
Well, why would it, you wouldn't want to have that at the bottom of the stairs of the exorcist staircase. That would be a bad idea. So again, it has to be the right purpose. One of my favorite statues. I love the Bill Russell statue. But I'm, I'm really a big fan of the Red Auerbach statue. And those two statues are like the only time that I've ever been around a statue where I say, I've actually stood next to the living person and stood next to the statue because I had the opportunity to talk to both of them multiple times during my time covering the Celtics. And I always considered it a huge honor to just have either one of them give me a couple minutes of their time. But then to see statues of these people. I didn't know Herman Melville, though. Never had the, never had the pleasure of meeting him. But uh, I think it'll be a great addition down there. And I think it would be a very big symbolic gesture in the wake of what's been going on with the Star Store story. And by the way, uh, Jack Splain has a column up at NewBedfordLight.org where he looks at the absence of any Star Store discussion in the inaugural ceremonies this past Monday in the city of New Bedford. So you can give that a read. Uh, Jack will be with us next week on Monday for turning on the light. I thank him for filling in for me yesterday, and he'll be with you again on the 19th uh, when I go in for surgery. And then on the following Monday, Brian Thomas will be here filling in for me, and then we'll see where it goes from there. But I might, I might need to take a couple more days off. Yesterday during the pre-surgery appointment, they didn't really have an idea of how much time I should take off. They're like, well, what do you do? And I'm like, well, that's a good question. What do I actually really do? But I don't have to lift anything heavy for this job. So, you know, the most exp the heaviest thing that I they carry is my laptop and my headphones. So that bodes well for getting back to work early. It's all in what the comfort level is after, uh, you know, being sliced into. So... Anyway, 508-996-0500. I'm going to take a break, and we'll be back in a few moments. That's great. It starts with an earthquake. Birds and snakes and airplane. And Lenny Bruce is not afraid. I have a hurricane. Listen to yourself. Churn works with its own needs. Dummy, serve your own needs. Feed it up an ox. Speak, grunt, no strength. The ladder starts to clatter with fear. Fight down high. Fire in a fire. Represent seven games in the government for hire. This is the, the unofficial anthem of every snow forecast, any any snow forecast. Uh, but, yeah, that's great. It starts with a forecast, and everybody runs out and gets bread and milk and eggs. Anyway, the um, I saw REM one time, and I, I would have gone again. I don't know why I never went to see them again. It was, it was a great show, but I saw them summer of 95, I think it was, when they were on the Monster Tour. Uh, my favorite REM album. 
and it was a great, great show. When they performed that song, and this was, like I said, 1995, so that song's probably like, what, 10, 10 years old, eight years old. Uh, when they performed that song, Michael Stipe had all the lyrics on printed out pieces of paper. And as he finished with one page, he would just like kind of throw that one and go to the next page because there's no way he had memorized all the lyrics to that song. So, and and I certainly haven't all the years I've been listening to it. So anyway, 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in, we were, um, we were talking about statues with the planned Melville statue. And I had mentioned the, uh, the uh, Bill Russell and, and uh, Red Auerbach statues. And DSY in New Bedford says, I think the Bobby Orr statue is the best flying face first. Yeah, capturing perfectly. And not easy to do in statue form. Capturing perfectly that, that, um, that legendary goal by Orr. And I think, you know, sports statues became prominent in the last, you know, certainly um, in the last half of the 20th century and in the early part of the 21st century. And I wonder about those a lot. Like, will those have the same staying power? Like, will will people know 50 years from now who Bobby Orr is? Will they still have that statue in 50 years? And I'd say the same about, you know, Bill Russell and even Red Auerbach. Like, those, it might be the point where you get to the point where people don't, they're learning who those people are because of those statues. You know, we have the recency bias of, of knowing these folks. Bobby Orr's still alive. Bill Russell only died a few years ago. Red Auerbach died not that long ago. So does it serve the same educational purpose that, say, a Melville statue would, where somebody comes to the city and they would learn about who this person was and why he gets a statue here? Because he didn't live here very long. You can visit his home up in uh, the Berkshires. We had talked about doing that as a potential like spooky South Coast paranormal investigation going over there. And I, I don't know why we never followed up on that. But you can learn and, and people will learn who Melville was based on that statue. But sports statues, I think... they might have a limited shelf life. You might not see those stick around forever. And I, I'm not saying that it shouldn't be that way. But what if another Michael Jordan comes along? What if another Michael Jordan comes along in Chicago? I, I don't know. Anyway, 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. As I said yesterday, you know, Jack was filling in for me. I had a, a medical appointment in the morning, 745, got there about 730, got out of there around 9 o'clock, maybe 915, said, man, I'm hungry. It's my birthday. I didn't eat just in case I had to do blood work and... Sure enough, I had to do blood work, so I was smart not to. But I was hungry. 
And I said, what, what, where can I go? Of course I'm going to go to Just Another Phoenix. That's right next door. And when I walked in, I saw the daily specials menu hanging up, and there it was, Boston Cream Stuffed French Toast. It's like they knew. It's like they knew I was going to be there. And so I had that delicious, great start to the day. And then I wasn't hungry again until like 9 o'clock at night. It really filled me up. And that's what's so great about Just Another Phoenix. I paid 12 bucks for my breakfast. And I was filled up for the day. It's so affordable. It's so delicious. And there's always something unique on the menu. So you never have to have the same thing twice. That kind of variety, that kind of creativity, you don't find that in a lot of breakfast places. A lot of breakfast places say, this is what we do. This is what we have. And then you get the folks that come in at exactly the same time every day and get exactly the same thing. I used to cook, when I cooked breakfast, I cooked by the clock. Not by the slip. Oh, it's 9.15. Joe's going to be here soon. Better make us three scrambled home fries and pumpernickel toast. And then when he walked in the door, he'd sit down and be waiting for him. But you can certainly do that at Just Another Phoenix if you'd like. But they also have creative new ideas every single day that you can try out. And right now, we still have some Seize the Deals available. If you want to go to SeizeTheDeal.com, you can get $50 in gift certificates to Just Another Phoenix for just 25 bucks. And that will go a long way because the food is very affordable there. Two people can go out and have breakfast for 25 bucks. And that's a hard thing to say these days. And if you can't stay, if you don't have time to sit down and, and have breakfast, you can get everything on their menu through their drive through window. So you just pull up, order it, take off, go wherever you have to go, and still get to have that delicious full breakfast from Just Another Phoenix. And it's the weekend, so they will definitely have some fantastic weekend specials up as well. You can follow them on Facebook, the Just Another Phoenix Facebook page. That's where they'll post all that information, and then you'll always be able to keep up to date with everything going on over there. Just Another Phoenix, Fonts Corner Road in North Dartmouth. I'm going to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Skitty. How are you? I'm okay. I'm in Plymouth. I couldn't get it on the radio. I brought a radio with me, and I can't get either station, so I've been listening on my phone. I missed the first hour. Luckily enough, it just got sent to me, so I will go back and, you know, listen to the first hour. Um, But I just... Have you... um, Got any response to the music that we, you know, think you know who? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have I don't have anything more on that. But uh, Lamone said he was he was chatting with you on YouTube. Is is that true? Have you guys been going back and forth? No, no. Nope. Oh, I don't know who he's talking to then. Somebody's pretending to be you, Skitty. Okay, well that's not cool. Yeah, I don't know. He he said that he was he thought he was talking with you. So 
He's uh, I can tell you he's on Facebook. So I don't know if you are, but you could you could yeah. reach out to him that way. Yeah, no, I got off Facebook. Oh, I don't know about. Nope. Oh, did I put you on hold? Hold on. Give me one second there. I messed up. There we go. I think I put you on hold accidentally. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm not on Facebook. Well, I haven't been on Facebook for four years. Well, if you want to talk to Lamone directly on Instagram, he on uh, YouTube, rather, he's uh, constipated in Sin City. I know, but that's that's really it. Constipated in Sin City. Oh, that is so funny. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, there is such a... No, I'm not even called there. This is a morning show. <laughs> I, I can't even say what I was getting ready to say. I mean, it's not a bad word or anything, but it's just, yeah, people still probably are eating their breakfast. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just just wanted to say hi, and I wanted to see yeah if that uh, if anything missed, but apparently not. No, no, nothing yet. Oh, well, darn it! I, well, like I said, I'll just keep digging. You know, you keep doing that. You de- detective Skeddy, That's what we're going to call you. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Right. I know it's coming to the top of the hour, so I got to let you go. You have a great weekend. Hey, you too. Take you care. too. All right, bye-bye. And uh, let's see. All right, we, we've we've got room for you coming up in the next hour. Uh, normally, we would have the city council segment uh, at 830. I'm sorry, at 8 o'clock, right after the news. But um, we're going to be shifting that around, I think. Actually, I have to talk to Council President Carney and find out if her schedule will even be conducive to her joining us in the mornings. Um, if we can make it happen, we will. I just didn't bother her this week because I knew I had a bunch of stuff going on with the doctor's appointments and everything and not being here for half the week. So I said, I'll bother her next week because they've got to get all the committee assignments together and all kinds of work to do over at the council. I'm the least of the council president's worries. So uh, we'll figure it out and we'll figure out when we can start doing that if we're going to continue it at all. But uh, that means that in the next hour, it'll be more of me and you at 508-996-0500.